Kia ora, I'm Erin Keem and you're listening to Conversations About Closets with my closest thousand friends. I started this project to get me through a gloomy Seattle winter, which was hitting me hard. The thing is, I love women. Why not showcase them? Why not call women I've never met, have our first conversation, record it and turn it into a podcast? So that's what I did. I didn't edit, I still don't. Some days I'm on fire, some days not so much, and sometimes I even forgot to ask questions about closets. But all my guests are amazing. Listen up, get to know them, you'll be glad you did. If you want to be a guest on my show, go to erinkeem.com. I'd love to meet you. Aroha for listening, here's today's episode. Hi! You are so organized. You were so prompt. Thank you so much. <laughs> it is. A, I am a, a 15 minutes early to be 15 minutes early person. So <laughs> you are wonderful. I was talking to uh, my husband last night. We were saying whenever we started a new job, it was ingrained in us. You turned up early on the first day. Yeah. I want to talk about cookies, 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 baking, baking, baking. Kate Johnson from Kate's kitchen seattle go immediately to the site i mean feel free to keep listening but jump on kate's kitchen seattle it's all one word.com and flip over to her gallery and it's or her instagram page and you will be able to spend a happy 15 minutes just staring at baked goods and if there isn't a better way to put you in a good mood to start the day i don't know what is (laughs) thank you So, Kate, you started this business because of mixing up your Thursdays and your Fridays. <laughs> yes, I did. I did. I, uh, I got home on a, on a Thursday night and was just so happy that it was finally the weekend. And then I realized that it wasn't <laughs> Friday. It was Thursday. <laughs> so I uh, went to the kitchen and made some chocolate chip cookies. And uh, here we are. And you, took the, and you took the cookies into work and they disappeared in like three minutes. Oh, pretty much. Yes. Yes. And, and people said to you, woman, you know how to bake. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It was, uh, <laughs> I even, I saw somebody, I don't think she, she didn't see me, uh, but I saw her as she was taking a bite of the cookie and walking over to a coworker and she was just like, oh my God. These are so good. <laughs> Which obviously proves you have a rare and unusual talent. We call cookies biscuits yes. uh, in New Zealand. So growing up on Sesame Street with the cookie monster, it was always a little disconcerting. We, whereas what we call biscuits, you call those white kind of fluffy things made out of dough that you serve with uh, Thanksgiving dinners and things, don't you? Uh, yeah. Yeah, we've got... Uh... There's a few different biscuits that we have up here in, in uh, Seattle. So we've got our traditional baking powder biscuits, and then you've got the southern biscuits. So, yeah, which are completely different. All I know is I had them for the first time, and they thought I thought they were scones, and it seemed a very strange thing to have with savory, but they tasted absolutely yeah. fabulous. <laughs> yeah. So yeah. now do you, do you cook full-time, or is this a, a passion project for you? Uh, it is it is a passion project. Uh, I uh, don't always have the most exciting uh, day jobs. Uh, 
so uh the kitchen is my happy place and it keeps me sane and so whenever I need to feel a little joy I pull out the butter and the eggs and make a creation and you share it around and there's nothing wrong with having a bee job right you know, that, that, that's what we call them bee jobs when your a job is is what you absolutely love to do and what's and your unique gift to the world so what is a snickerdoodle which has got to be one of the cutest names for, for a biscuit <laughs> ever they i i kind of am known for my snickerdoodles they're just a really uh good fluffy chewy crispy on the outside cookie um Cream of tartar is in it, and so that's what kind of gives it a, a unique uh, texture. But, uh, yeah, no, I'm very, very well known for my um, cinnamon sugar-covered snickerdoodles. They're the cutest name ever. They sound like a hybrid, a hybrid dog. Dog. <laughs> you know, like you've combined yeah. a spaniel with a poodle, so snickerdoodle. Yeah. yeah. No, it could definitely be a name of, of a dog, too, I think. And you make carrot cake whoopie pies. I know all about carrot cake. I grew up on carrot cake uh-huh. with, with cream icing uh, with a lovely kind of tang to it. But whoopie pie? What's a whoopie pie? A whoopie pie? I don't even know. It's, it's, uh... <laughs> You're like, why did I have to talk to a foreigner? Why can't she just Google? <laughs> it's, a, it's a fluffy mini cake with buttercream on the inside. And uh, so it's, uh, yeah, it was, it was, I think, one of my most popular um, at the time I was doing cookie subscriptions. And I ventured out a little farther for, uh, for the Easter cookie of the month and, and made those carrot cake whoopie pies. And they were very popular. And if you're going to get a subscription, I mean, you can get subscription to shavers and, uh, you know, a toilet paper and <laughs> auto, auto supply from Amazon for your light bulbs. But cookie subscription, I mean, those two words have to be the best combination ever. And yeah. when you talk about cookies or biscuits, I always, I, 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 I never, I'm very happy to eat cookies mm-hmm. uh, and I'd much rather go for the real thing get a real cookie baked by a real person with real ingredients um, right please don't buy a packet off the shelf right. uh, you know quality not quantity better one perfect cookie than a whole packet that uh, you know that you pulled off the shelf at a supermarket right i would appreciate more people buying from me but uh you know i'm a work in progress so it's just about spreading the word you know the we, we need a cookie a, a, a whatever um pr campaign to, to sweep the world so yeah. you you did a pop-up recently in april i did i did it was the best pop-up i've ever had at distant world's coffee uh down on roosevelt in seattle and it was uh the owner is very supportive of uh small women-owned businesses and lets people come in um, and share their gifts. And so, yeah, it was, it was a great event. Uh, and I actually, I just uh, finalized a, a date coming up in May with Bakers Against Racism in Seattle. So I'll do doing, joining them on May 22nd 
for a pop-up at Sloop Tavern in Ballard. Oh, that's fantastic. I'll put the link in the show notes and I'll I'll make sure this episode gets up during May. Bakers Against Racism. What a fantastic title. What a great idea. Yeah, I I actually uh, discovered them after starting to follow somebody who also did a pop-up at Distant Worlds, uh, Gracie's Pies, which are just delicious mini pies. So go check her out as well. But she joined this Bakers Against Racism and I saw her popping up and I was like, I, I mean, I'm a human rights minor in college and it's, it's a significant time right now to be supporting the BIPOC community and uh, anything I can do to help, I would love to help. So how do people find out about this event? Do they look on a search engine? Uh, as far as I know, Bakers Against Racism Seattle is on Instagram. I'm not sure they have a specific website, but that's how I found them. Fantastic. Yeah. So you were a human rights minor in college. Yeah. And uh, what an amazing combination to use to combine that with your, your natural gift of baking. Right. Uh, are you, you said you used to have a subscription box. Are you still able to offer that? I am revamping and retooling uh, because I, (laughs) it's kind of funny, it seemed that I hit the subscription market a few years too early, but it is, uh, it's definitely all the rage now, and I'm seeing them pop up all over the place. So I am thinking about two different uh, subscription options, a a classic cookies, uh, so your uh, chocolate chip, your snickerdoodle. Uh, maybe oatmeal raisin thrown in there uh, that kind of rotates every three or four months and then a specialties subscription where you would find the things like carrot cake wolfie pies. COVID, we're still in uh, May 2021 so uh, most of us are in the process of getting vaccines. Mm -hmm. How did that impact your baking business? Oh lord, I... uh... I shut down. I wasn't, I, I, uh, I am in Seattle, so it is hard to, uh, sustain a living life, um, on a single income. And so the day job became all I was doing during quarantine because I certainly should not be eating all of the baked goods that I was making. And I know that there are lots of other bakers in the community Uh, that were already up and running and they needed to be the focus to make sure that they kept going. And uh, so I didn't bake for just about a year and it was, it was a struggle. That was, that was not a, not a happy year for me, but uh, just seeing more and more pop-ups this year and seeing more, uh, small business owners opening up their boutiques to other small business owners to have these, these opportunities got me um, excited again. So I, uh, I'm getting back out there and doing the pop-up thing. I've uh, applied for a cottage license to hopefully uh, build even more. And uh, well, that's where we are today. I can't imagine how horrible it was uh, <laughs> living on a single income in Seattle, this is an incredibly expensive city. Mm-hmm. Uh, and 
but to not to be able to do something that is so much a part of you, something that you love, something that you associate with your mum, something yeah. that gives you great joy because if you, for one thing, getting the ingredients was trickier, um, you know, going out in public's harder and, mm-hmm. uh, you know, we had shelter in place for quite some time. Yeah. Uh, the limited amount of inter- interaction you can have with people, not being able to distribute what you made. Right. So it, it's, I imagine it's a bit like creating this incredible art, but having no gallery to show it in. And right. at some point, your point, your apartment's going to fill up with art. Man, that must have sucked. <laughs> yes, yes, it 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 did suck. I'm so glad you're able to come out of that uh, and that you're able to return to something that is so much a part of you. I mean, yeah, I, I, COVID had so many, such a, yeah, it, it had so many, I'm stating the obvious, but it affected us all in different ways, but it didn't prevent me from doing what I loved. Mm-hmm. So, babe, I'm so sorry that happened to you. You know, I... It was rough, but there were a lot of other people who were impacted more. Um, so I'm just, yeah. I'm, I am thankful that I had my day job, that they were uh, one of the first in Seattle to send everybody home and um, support us. They let us buy second monitors and gave us a stipend to upgrade our home offices. So I wasn't exactly doing what I loved, but I was at least supported by a really good organization i'm glad but it's not a competition and yeah. um it still would have been you were in deprivation for a year and i'm really sorry thank you i was and last year i was man i felt it i thought that i was just about to take off i had actually signed up for a um, food biz day down in uh the tacoma no not tacoma it was a SeaTac area and uh, it was going to be a conference with other makers, and I was going to get feedback from from people who didn't get my goods for free at work. <laughs> so, <laughs> so that would have that would have uh, been really exciting uh, to take off with that. And I was starting to partner with a with a coffee shop uh, to make goods for them for a weekend market, and. Uh, yeah, and then everything exploded. Well, I don't think there's an expiry date on talent or vision. Yes. And it will happen. Uh, it absolutely will. Uh, I mean, it's uh, all they have to do is try one of your cookies, right? Right. <laughs> right. And I actually, I have a saying that I, that I live by, which comes from the most unlikely of places. Uh, LL Cool J actually has a saying that dreams don't have deadlines. So I'm writing that down as we speak. Yeah, I'm actually I'm seriously considering getting it tattooed somewhere. I just have to figure out where. Oh, that's a great idea. Um, oh, I'm all for tattoos. Um, I'm due for several new ones. Maybe uh, <laughs> I normally I normally get mine done in New Zealand, but I haven't been able to go right. home, obviously. So yeah, we, we will talk about this offsite because there are some great tattoo artists in Seattle. And if you need someone to go with you, I will come and I will hold your hands. Awesome. I actually I have two. Uh, oh, already. What do you have? Well, I have a Celtic knot heart, which was my first one that I had. Uh, I had been looking at 
for probably 10 years and just had never gone in because I was worried about how much it was going to cost me. And then my wonderful cousin, Nicole, said, well, I need a new tattoo. So it's your birthday present. Let's go get tattoos. Uh, and so she took me to get my first tattoo. Uh, and then my second tattoo I got about two years ago. It is very near and dear to my heart. It is actually an outline of Lake Ponderay in northern Idaho. And my family, my dad's family, has been camping there for over 60 years. So um, go there every summer. And I have two grandparents and two grandpas and a grandma and several family pets who all have ashes uh, spread in the area. So it is, uh, if the kitchen is my happy place, Lake Ponderay is my second happy place. Oh, I love that. Yeah. Have you got, yeah, and I love the idea of the LL Cool J <laughs> Uh, sentence as well. I've got a few uh, sayings written all over me, which I'm hoping will amuse uh, the medical students who get my body after I die. <laughs> I, th- I figured I might as well give them something to read, right? Right, right. Hey, speaking of your dad, now our refusal never offends. Um, I did notice that he, you have a reason to be proud of him lately. He's a singer. <laughs> yes, he is. Uh... Well, he, he and my mom are both in the University Unitarian Church Choir. And uh, my dad specifically was asked to sing um, for a friend of his who was getting ordained a couple weeks ago. And uh, he, did, he did so great. <laughs> yeah, I'm really proud of him. He did, he did so great. Singing in public is, is some, you know, some people's idea of a complete nothing nightmare. It's a really brave thing to do. Oh, yeah. Yeah. He, uh, it, well, and it, it, it grew. It, he thought that he was going to be doing one song and then it, and it ballooned into doing four songs. But, um, you know, he's, he's got a musical family, so he's able to get together with his brother and, and practice the week prior. So it was, it turned out really good. A round of applause to Dad and a shout-out to Nicole. Yes. Obviously, you have an incredible family. I've been to a couple of Unitarian services, and I found them so uplifting. And yeah. and I don't know if non-denominational is the right word, but I don't belong to any denomination, mm-hmm. yet the messages that came through were so uh, – they made they very uplifting and inspiring. They're universal. Yeah. There yeah. you go. Yeah. It's uh... – if I were to go to church, it would be the church that I would choose. <laughs> uh, speaking of incredible family members, you attribute your mum to baking, uh, to, to teaching you how to bake. So tell me more about your mum. Uh, my mom <laughs> is an incredible, strong woman. Um, she lost her mom at a very young age. So she was, was the, the baker and the cook in the house and she, she baked forever. And, um, growing up, I just, I remember every Christmas we would start shortly after, uh, Thanksgiving and bake, oh, 15, 20, 25 different types of cookies for Christmas. And, uh, it was, it was our teacher appreciation gifts for Christmas. And, uh, and families and friends and and 
yeah, so I, uh, I, lo- <laughs> I love to bake with her. We recently, um, we both had inspiration strike for the same thing from different sources. It was the most random thing, but uh, saw cookie shows that were doing Italian rainbow cookies, which you would think were cookies, but they're actually three levels of cake um, cut into little tiny rectangles. Um, so we are developing and playing with that. To see if okay. it, it might be added to the Kate's Kitchen lineup. I was thinking what an absolutely great addition. And if these were your teacher's appreciation gifts, you must have got straight A's. <laughs> <laughs> I think that comes under uh, bribery. I think they're just not going to take a bunch of snickledoodles and go, uh, yeah, I'd better give her a high mark on her next assignment. <laughs> well, we are, we're Scandinavian, so we uh, throw in a couple uh, traditional cookies. We do cream caca and sand buckles every year. Um, oh, please and, add those to your lineup. I've never heard of those, and I think that would be a really unique offering. They are, uh, they are delicious, and they are special. They're the they're the thing that we uh, eat in around Christmas time, along with caramel corn. Oh, caramel corn! One yes. of the greatest inventions ever. Ever, and my mom's is very, very well known among among our our friends. I'm salivating. Please add these to your menu. <laughs> you, you also you also you also do special events, uh, as in you will create special events. The only cake I've ever ordered was for my dog, uh, which, <laughs> so, which was not made out of uh, which was had a lot of peanut butter in it. Oh. But you, I, I've seen some great uh, one examples on your website. There's a really adorable one with a little elephant, kind of looking a little bemused, sitting on a cake, going. Not sure why I'm here, but damn it, I look cute. Yes, that was for a Junior League of Seattle fundraiser. Uh, They are um, a group of women leaders in the Seattle area who are developing the potential of women in the community and in their league and um, raising, excuse my French, but kick-ass women. So... I think we need to change the names on, of your cookies. Instead of the snickerdoodles, it could be the, you know, the, the kick-ass snickerdoodle cookie, <laughs> you know, the the carrot cake, women's uh, women's issues, whatever, excuse me, yeah, women's yeah. power, whoopie pies. Yes. I, I see some branding going on. Forgive me, marketing background. This is where my mind always goes. <laughs> scones. Let's have a very important conversation about scones. Okay. Um, it's taken me seven years to learn how to order a cup of tea in American. <laughs> uh, there was such a language barrier around trying to explain what I wanted. I've even been to a cafe where I confused them so much that they put the milk with the tea bags inside the teapot. Huh. So I, I, but scones, explaining what I consider to be a scone. Um, so I'm, I'm thrilled that you make them. For me, scones are halved with jam and cream, or you shove a whole lot of dates inside them, or you shove cheese inside them and then sprinkle cheese on the top. Mm. Yeah, there are uh, definitely different types of, of scones out there. They're kind of like biscuits. They're... Uh... Yes, they're they're family driven. It, it depends on what the family likes, and so we do um, we do plain scones, and we put depending on who you are. I like jam on mine, sometimes honey, um, 
but I also recently made a sage cheddar scone <gasps> that was so delicious. It was so good. Thank you for using the word jam instead of jelly, which also confused me when I came oh. to the States. <laughs> yeah, no, 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 no. I am, I am all about the jam. And uh, we, I mean, we used to make it every summer and we'd have a freezer jam for the whole year. Homemade jam preserves. Yeah. Oh. Yes. That was in glass jars. In glass jars. Yes. It's, uh, I mean, we were, it's another thing that my mom was well known for so much so that when my brother's friend got married and I didn't have a whole lot of money at the time. So I gave him, uh, I think it was an eight pack of strawberry jam that I am fairly certain he ate by the spoonful. Because uh, yeah. it's just, it's so good. <laughs> it doesn't yeah, need anything yeah. else. Uh, it, you're, you're absolutely right. It, it's also fantastic with yogurt. It's great with ice cream. It's amazing heated up. Uh, it's a fantastic thing to layer between two, between in your sponge cakes. It's oh, a fantastic yes. thing to add to trifles. Yeah. Uh, all about the jam, especially if you go strawberry picking and you get them when they're sweet and they've been in the sun and yeah. you tend to eat more than you carry home. <laughs> I, I, I need to get to a thesaurus and find some other words besides lust when it comes for for actual food. And then, and then of course, we'll diverse into Devonshire teas with clot and cream. Uh, if anybody's listening to this, they're probably, um, you know, on uh, Amazon Fresh as we speak, ordering <laughs> ingredients. Just go to Kate's website. Just order directly from her. It'll save you so much time and trouble. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> New Zealand has some unusual, like, well, I, I was talking to a, a, a homesick Kiwi friend uh, the other day. We miss brandy snaps. We mm. miss ginger crunch. We miss Anzac biscuits. We miss lemingtons. I think you call them bars, but we call them slices. Yes. We make, uh, and ginger crunch doesn't seem to be a very big thing here. It's, it's basically a kind of th a really thick icing that's strongly flavored with ginger, and you spread it on a on a on a crunchy biscuit base please add that to your lineup <laughs> i actually i made a new uh rolled ginger cookie for christmas this year that was it had a lot of ginger it, it, it packed a little bit of a punch it was pretty good and so uh, I, would you let me know when you i, I would order those and, and my, my husband's a ginger he's crazy for ginger we also have a business called ginger nuts which you can't eat if you've got dentures uh, they are as hard as bricks <laughs> you really have to the, the only way to eat them is to dunk them in tea until they're kind sort of, of yeah kind of softer and then shut try and shove them in your mouth while they're still in one piece so go to go to kate's gallery basically just to pour over it and how amazing it is uh uh think of this as uh is self-love and self-care go to her website and uh, she has an order form there and she is on instagram and your instagram handle is uh well i just put in kate's kitchen seattle and i found you yep that's it which is the easiest way hey i also wanted to ask you you have you're wearing this insanely cool green fur hat <laughs> yeah uh, can you tell me about that uh that was a family trip to portland and we went to a well-known haberdasher uh, down there and uh, saw that good and, and had good use of the word haberdasher. Excellent <laughs> use of the word haberdasher. Please continue. <laughs> well, I saw the hat and it just looked really fun. And so I, 
I had to try it on. And of course, my dad would take a picture. So, yeah. It it's was. super, super cute. I'm sorry you didn't bring it home. I know. I should have. <laughs> but, you know, winter's in Seattle. You don't really, don't really need a, a fur hat like that, I don't think. No, but think of the fun you'd have on Zoom calls. This is true. Very, very true. And given that none of us could get to a hairdresser during COVID, I mean, hats, hats have been very useful. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I am in desperate need of a haircut, but cover it up with the hat. It, it will happen. It will. Hey, I'd like to ask you about something that uh, may be triggering. So feel free to say pass mm-hmm. and we will get back onto me uh, raving on about how much um, I like s'mores now I've discovered what they are. Uh-huh. But but um, a friend of mine uh, messaged me yesterday and she said, you're in great shape. How do you do it? And I said, well, this is what's worked for me. Please keep in mind that we have completely different body shapes. We're mm-hmm. different ages. We're from different cultures. I have a medical professional I consult. Um, I uh, This is only what works for me. But I noticed that that evening I binged on junk food. Huh. There's something about when somebody tells me you're in great shape that part of me thinks uh, goes to a place where I'm like, well, obviously I can eat more. Right. So my relationship with food, uh, bears some examination. Uh, food is a uh, triggering subject for a lot of people. The reason I'm bringing it up is that I saw an article that you shared where it talks about why we is it a really such a great thing when we compliment people mm-hmm. on weight loss? Mm-hmm. Yeah, it uh, it is a, a love hate relationship with food and uh, body image. You know, the younger generations are trying to break out of uh, the stigma of you needing to look a certain way. Um, and I know that I am I am also the same way that as soon as somebody says you look great immediately I go to Skittles Skittles is my is my vice uh which is funny for a baker um but yeah there's a definite stigma and um just enjoying watching uh the younger generations uh breaking out of old habits and being comfortable and confident in, in who they are and learning from them and trying to live by this is me, take it or leave it. It is wonderful to see one of the isms, uh, sizeism, mm-hmm. uh, they're being pushed back to that. In my, in my friend's case, I said, why, why do you want to lose weight? And there was no judgment. I was curious. Mm-hmm. And I guess I wanted her, which may be a little controlling, just to have a bit of a think as to why. But in her case, uh, she will be healthier if she uh, has less weight on her joints, right. uh, if she gets more movement, uh, if she she if she practices more self-care, mm-hmm. it will bring positive health results. Yeah. That, that doesn't mean that she's not absolutely abundantly gloriously gorgeous right she is right so thank you for posting that article uh a 
my neighbor has been working. She's been exercising a lot. She's been walking a lot and she has shrunk. Mm-hmm. And I know that for her, it's added a lot of increased energy, which is good because she works with small children. <laughs> <laughs> and I know the walks have given her kind of a walking meditation. So, uh, so I, I think um, as a friend of mine says, uh, your weight is between you and your doctor. Yeah. Yeah. And how how wonderful we're seeing more abundant examples right. of what, what beauty is. Yes. Thank, thank you for letting me bring that up. And um, thank you for not saying pass. <laughs> I will bring us back to the point where um, what I mean by junk food is I mean food that is overly processed, mm. that... Uh, I am not paying attention to it when I eat, that uh, I am responding to the sugar in it, mm-hmm. and which has kicked over some addictive, which kicks over the addictive need to eat more. Mm-hmm. I do not consider junk food a perfect snickerdoodle <laughs> that has been made with love, <sighs> with good ingredients, mm-hmm. that has been, that where you know that where the ingredients come from, and where you can enjoy absolutely every delicious bite, knowing that you are eating something that is nourishing you in so many, so many different ways. Yeah. Back to going to Kate's website. <laughs> and um, can you put, do you have a wait list for those ginger, the next ginger roll-up biscuits that you're going to be making? I, I don't know when I will be uh, making them I'll again. That's all right. I'll just keep stalking you and sending <laughs> reminders and feel free to block my calls. <laughs> <laughs> well, at my pop-up, I will be making um, a family molasses ginger cookie recipe, which is oh, it's soft and ju- chewy and gooey and oh, so delicious. They're one of my favorites. It's a, it's a grandma recipe, so it's pretty good. It sounds amazing. I'll put, I will find a way to get down there. <laughs> Kate, it is so nice to talk to you. And it's so, it makes me so happy. I'm going to live vicariously through the fact that you are able to do what you love again. And um, people are going to get the benefit of your unique talents and abilities. Thank you so much for speaking to me and having me. It was uh, lovely. Right back at you, and I think we should definitely get you that green fur hat. <laughs> <laughs> oh, hey, one quick question. What's your favorite thing to wear while baking? Do you have a special apron? You know, I don't have an apron. It's so funny, I, and I am my father's child because when I bake, I tend to get a, a little messy. So I am looking forward to the day that I can afford uh, professional shots of myself and uh, be covered in flour. So I'm imagining you covered in nothing but flour <laughs> with I, a couple I of was, strategic pastries. <laughs> I was thinking jeans and a black T-shirt so that the, uh, the flour shows up. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think that's going to make as interesting a calendar. But, but. <laughs> Thank you so much, Kate. I'm so glad we connected. It was through FBOM. I think it was. It was totally on a whim and it was a privilege. Yeah. Bye. Bye.